Hey, fraudster! Welcome to the fifth episode of Beat Your Imposter, the podcast dedicated to defeating your brain at its own game. I'm your host, Eden, and you can find me on Twitter at Eden Waffles. And sitting next to me in spirit is the ever effervescent Lady Spookaria, and you can find her on Twitter at Lady Spookaria. Say hello, lady. Hello, everyone. Thanks, lady. If you missed the last episode, I'll give you a quick recap. I went through the common ground in family histories that many of us imposters share and how our parents' parenting style affects us. This episode, we are going to be talking about friends. Yay! I love friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll be talking about why friends are so important to have in our lives, especially our adult lives. We'll be talking about the types of friends that we will meet in our life. And we'll also be talking about the bad friends. We'll be talking about toxic friends. And we'll be talking about how to identify a toxic friend or a toxic friendship. Usual disclaimer before we begin. This podcast is not a substitute for professional therapy. It is not here to cure or fix you. The ideas in this podcast are intended to be used as instruments of thought, insight, and discussion into the issues of self-esteem, anxiety, and our careers. So, with everything out of the way, and I think I've got my podcast hat on now, so let's get into the first topic. Are you ready, lady? Yes, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Excellent. Let's do it. So, topic one. I put a teal deer in here, which is... It turns out that some friends are actually assholes and needed to be booted to the curb pronto. I don't know why, I just thought I would uh, put that in there. So, topic one. As mature human adult people, we need to satisfy several areas in our life for us to consider it to be successful. We need food. (laughs) We need water (laughs) because we need those things to survive. We need shelter over our heads. We need it for security, we need it for warmth, we need it for safety. And we also need regular social interaction with other mature adult humans, you know, for our sanity. So, Oh yeah, of course. Much in the same sort of spirit as I talked about last week, with our parents shaping our adulthood, uh, our parents' parenting style shaping our adulthood as children, the friends that we make in both in childhood and adulthood, contain those same crucial components. Because we can't really go it alone on a career. We've learnt that previously with the rugged individualist category of imposters. We can't go it on our own, and we know people are our greatest resource. And we're also really lucky. We can't choose family. We're kind of bored. We don't have the option of choosing the families that we're born into. But... We can choose the people that we call friends, the people that are close to us. Because, you know, as they say, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the waters of the womb. Mm. So I like that. I like how you added that little quote in. It's good, isn't it? I love that quote. <laughs> it's my favorite quote. Well, it's one of them. Uh, <laughs> um, so we know that friends play a huge role of a huge role in our life. You know, that we they build a solid support system outside of our family. They also introduce us to new ideas, new environments, new behaviours that, you know, we hadn't really thought about without them. And that's pretty damn cool because these kinds of connections and these kinds of experiences, you know, they, they lead to significant life changes and events over the course of our lives. But in order for us to have these positive experiences we need to identify the kinds of friends that lift us up and enable us and the kind of friends that drag us down and disable us so what are your thoughts on friendship lady i think in some ways particularly as you get a bit older your friendships in a way become like your family particularly your really close friends ones that have been there through all these different stages of growth for you. Um, like ob- obviously, you can still make new friends, and you know they may end up becoming as close. But I don't know. I, I think having a really healthy friend group, they become your family. You know, I've got 
friends who have kids, their kids will call me auntie. <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no blood relation or anything or, you know, marriage connection except the friendship with the parents. Mm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, uh, I such as your kids. No, yeah, I was gonna say, you talk about my kids, you know, <laughs> um, but no, it's true. I have, uh, my, my kids will call my close friends the ones that I consider like, you know, sisters and brothers to me, auntie or uncle, respectively, because yeah. to me, these are my siblings, these are the people that I love and consider as family, even if they aren't blood related. Yeah, cool. Um, I think we'll move on to topic two. That is a fun topic. <laughs> so uh, topic two, we'll be talking a lot about the types of friendships, the types of people and categories of friendships of yeah, people that we come across in our lives. Uh, so I've scoured the internet and kind of and boiled it down to a few different categories. Um, I will obviously leave sources of where I found all this information in description, as usual. I also think that much of this is just common knowledge speculation so a lot of this might ring true pretty like in a lot in a pretty logical way of oh yeah okay that makes sense you know but uh if you disagree with me obviously I always encourage you to do extra research because this is very much just I don't want to say anecdotal but just personal perspectives that I have kind of smushed together and added my own special flavors on top so with that out of the way the first category of friend is the convenient friend. They're like that friendship that provides a service or something useful. It's the type of friend that you play online games with. It's the type of friend that you see on the train every day when you go to work. It's the type of friend that you attend university with or college with or tertiary education or school even because you're at that place at that particular time and you guys have a cool connection. This is also the kind of friendship you'll have with like a professional person like a doctor or a dentist, you know. Um, this is this kind of friendship is how I would describe, um, for me personally with kids, my kids' friends' parents. That's a very convenient friendship right there. Because it's like, well, you know, if the kid wasn't there, would you really be friends with that person? We don't know, you know. So these kind of friendships, they're super convenient because they strike, you can strike them up in that particular situation, especially if it's a habitual situation. Um, but if the situation changes, the friendship often isn't pursued beyond that convenience. I'm not discounting it and saying that it's not a special friendship at that time it's just it's a timed friendship yeah to have this kind of friendship there must be equal value to both sides and a convenience friendship can be ended badly if one friend is not contributing the same amount as the other friend so that's the convenient friend uh do you want me to keep going lady or did you have any thoughts i think <laughs> I remember when I when I first saw the um the information and it said a convenient friend and I was like, ooh, that sounds really harsh, doesn't it? It's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> convenient. Well, I see, I see. Um, yeah, <laughs> but when you yeah. look more, <laughs> when you look at it more in depth, you can see why. You know, these are people who may, I think, have the potential to grow into more, you know, there's potential for it to grow. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes you meet friends in communities and, like, mm. I'm just like, will this fucking dox us? <laughs> Exposed! <laughs> no. Exposed! <laughs> <laughs> it's like we met on a game when we were playing and I, pretended I like that, to have characters. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, of yeah. course, of course, internet friends. Of course, they're convenient oh. friends. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Internet friends are definitely convenient friends. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what happens here. Yeah, I, I think the word convenient does sort of sound like it's a bit of a um a fob off. Like, oh, uh, it's just there. It's a you know coincidence. Yeah, like, eh, you know, it's, eh. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, moving on from there, um, the next category that I found is the non-convenient friends. So, you know, if you've got the convenient friend that's useful, it's, you know, there's a good relationship there in that particular time period. Well, the non-convenient friends are the ones that you really like and you do really want to maintain a connection with, but through whatever shape, way, shape or form, it's just difficult to do that. So you'll often get the, you'll bump into them at the shops and you'll be like, oh my God, we have to catch up soon. <laughs> Maybe not in that time. Um, you know, Sorry, um, I, I like that book. Oh, darling, we have to catch up soon. Oh my god! But like that could also oh be absolutely. That could also be the <gasps> me oh. But that's like when you when you see someone you don't actually like, and that's it's really fake, and everyone can tell it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I would definitely put that down to. I'd actually put that in another category of of more of a toxic friend because that's the type of friendship you don't want to have. Like, you don't want to have somebody who's not genuinely yeah. happy to see you but just pretends to be because you know the friendship is useful to them in some way shape or form it's like nah that's not it's not what you want nah man nah <laughs> anyway um a non-convenient friend i always find that kind of friendship is is usually maintained over social media and that's where social media has been so important for us is it's hard to see a person that lives 3000 kilometers away like for me, for instance, it's hard to see my parents because they live in another state, but I can see them on Skype. Yeah. You know, I can see, and tech, so not just social media, but yeah, technology in general. But yeah, I could chat to my mom on social media because she has um, some social medias. <laughs> uh, she uses it like a typical boomer. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's a pretty standard, you know, it's a pretty standard uh, social media page that she has. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I can see her on Skype, you know, I can keep that connection going through the internet and that is very valuable to me and like at where we are right now which is the middle of August 2020 and we're in the middle of a pandemic you know we need the internet to be able to keep up with people because so many of our friends have become non-convenient because we just can't leave the house anymore <laughs> you know yeah so um is there anything you'd like to add lady or shall I move on um I think I think the non-convenient friends would, be, would have been very difficult back in the day to maintain. Mm. I think, you know, that's when the whole pen pals would have become, <laughs> would have been a thing. Or, like, you would you would maybe call them up and talk once in a blue moon and then, like, occasionally go up and see them. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, social media has really changed how friendships work and operate, I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So the next category is the historical friends. So these are the people that you grew up with, obviously, or people that you've known since you were young or perhaps, you know, early teenage years. Us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. Um, (laughs) Best friends forever. What did I write? Friends for a while. No, no, no. Yeah, you, 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 you... Everyone, just going to dox us here. Not dox. Expose. Um, I'm going to expose Eden right <gasps> now. Um, Exposed. She drew a picture of herself. She drew a picture of me. We both had boots on. We both had corsets. Like, we were fully dressed. I'd like to just add that in. You <laughs> there were <first>. stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were stick figures. And one had, like, blonde hair and one had black hair. And then she wrote our names. And I'm not going to say it because, you know. Eden and Lady. <laughs> Yes, it was Eden and Lady, and then she wrote Friends for a while. I'm like, what the hell is this? And you're like, Friends Forever sounds fake. This sounds real. Right? (laughs) I still stand by that. Just 100%. Like, we don't want to be friends forever because we're going to die, you know, and at some point after we die, we can't be friends anymore because we'll be dead. So, you know, we're going to be friends for a while, man. It's cool. I wish, like nothing else, I still had a copy of that because that was hilarious. Oh, well, actually, I'm better at drawing now, so maybe I'll just like do a no, new no, no, one. No, 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 it has to be, it has to, oh, yeah, do, do a new one. Yeah, That'll I'll do be a hilarious. One. Yeah, yeah, I'll do a new one. I'll do a new one. I'll, um, I'll film it and I'll put it on my channel, you know, one of my Photoshop videos <laughs> of me just drawing these stick figures with boots and corsets on uh, eating and lady friends for a while <laughs> and people were like what the hell and we're like oh it's funny it's just like there's gonna be two likes on the video mine and yours basically <laughs> 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 
two shares, two likes, several thousand <laughs> like, dislikes and plenty of comments saying, what the actual fuck is this shit? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. To be fair, it has already been a long while. That's true, actually. Mm. It has. It has. Um, Eden and I am Eden. Lol. Uh, Lady and I have known each other since... Oh, my God. Well, exposed. <laughs> we bet on Neopets. Remember? God we damn did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> since I was... No, since we were 14 or 15. I like how you're just exposing me. Exposed. Like, okay, yeah, all right. We wanted to make this saucy, so I thought, all right, let's 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 pull out the like, dirtiest <laughs> stories I can think of. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, Some goodness. good stories. Oh, like... Yeah. Yeah, we could go on. <laughs> All right. I'll move on to the next category otherwise because we'll be here for a while just talking shit. Um, As an example of a toxic threat. No. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Hang on. That's the next topic. Give us five minutes and then we'll... Yeah. So historical friends. Yeah. People we've known for a very long time. Awesome, awesome people. The next category is the stoic friends. So they're... I don't want to use me as a benchmark. <laughs> but very, I, I do find myself, uh, if I could identify myself in a category, it would probably be this category. It's, um, they're the friend that you kind of like always blurt out. You're really, <laughs> those really embarrassing <laughs> moments of your life too. And they'll just be like, oh, okay, cool. Anyway, like, like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So they're like that friend that you call because you have a problem and you need help solving it. And, you know, they'll, they'll always be there to talk you through it. And, like these are friendships that are they work best when stoic friends are thanked for their time and service. So hey, no, 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 uh, but um, <laughs> no, but it is it's true because because we're because stoics are often seen as very empathic, very empathetic people. So they're people who can really put themselves in somebody else's position and really feel what that person was experiencing at the time. Um, it makes them very non-judgmental because they have that degree of understanding, you know. So they're always good friends to talk to. Like, not just me, I have I have heaps of friends like this. You know, it's just people that you're just <laughs> like, oh, my fucking God, I just need to, I need to just get this off of my chest to somebody who is just going to be impartial and won't judge me in any way, shape or form. So, yeah, they're awesome friends to have these ones. Uh I think I'm a bit of a stoic friend. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. I've come to you many a time with a problem that has needed solving. <laughs> many a time. Mm-hmm. And and my cutthroat advice, which I would never probably do for myself, but that's okay. That's a different topic. Oh, yes. This like That whole friendship category is full of just people that can sort everybody else's shit out, but can't sort their own shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's full of people like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I, uh, yeah, I, th- I think enough said there. So uh, that's the Stoic Friends and the last category, which is the, the best category. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. Uh, I was going to ask for a drum roll, but I guess that's not necessary. Oh, sorry. Drum roll, please. Wait. Giving you some ASMR as well. Okay, that's enough. Right. Sorry. The toxic friend. Woo! This is like my favorite, my favorite subject. The toxic friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the this is the friend that you don't want to have. Mm-hmm. These are the friends that are only friends with you because it's convenient for them. All right. There's no give and take. There's no paying the balance there's no respect and these are the people that the more of the more of a leash but you know the more of your time that you will give them the more of your time and energy that you give them money to because they usually ask for money (laughs) that the more they'll take this is definitely not the friend you want to have in your life um they're the type that will complain when you do something good well like when you achieve success they'll complain or You'll buy you'll buy something. Um, you'll buy something and they'll complain, or they'll bring down that feeling of happiness that you get because it's like, yay, I just bought something new, and they'll be like, oh, really? Psh, that's stupid. Why would you buy that? Or you know, you should have bought this one instead. You know, that that type of person. 
they tease you. They'll often tease you as well for, you know, not knowing as much about a subject as they do. You know, just the shit friends, the awful friends. (laughs) Yeah. Human trash cans. Human garbage people. Uh, so what, what do you think of that? What do you think of uh, Toxic Friends, lady? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Moving on. No. I'm going to... No. So Toxic Friends are, in my opinion... <laughs> there's my disclaimer. In my opinion... In my opinion... <laughs> they... They're cruel. They, they may be dealing with whatever their own issue is or whatever, but ultimately that doesn't necessarily matter. They're not a friend mm. at all. Mm. You know, like, so, like, they're just toxic people who pretend to be your friend. Yeah, yeah. I just realised how upset I said it with that last little bit. Like, it's toxic people who pretend to be your friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're, no, 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 don't apologise. You're, you're right. Absolutely. They are. They are. A lot of these people, they aren't there because they genuinely find that you are a good person and that they and they want to be there as your friend and have a genuine relationship they're only there because you can provide them with something yeah that's what i categorize as a toxic friend they're like it's like it's like they're that they're that friend that talk, they're that friend that talks to your boyfriend. I know this is really childish, right? So I feel like I'm 15 now, but uh, 15. I didn't have a boyfriend at 15. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, but they're that friend that will call your your boyfriend and talk to them while you're in the fucking room with them, and you'll be like, um, "Who are you talking to?" And they'll be like, "Oh, nobody." You know, like, oh, oh. yeah. Oh, I had um. An ex-friend who was like that at school. And, um, yeah. Trash can. Absolutely um, garbage. It'd be funny if people recognise my voice from school and they're like, I wonder who she, she was talking about. If you wonder, it was probably <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I do that. I get that. <laughs> every, like, every time, you know, when you get those um, Reddit reads and I'll, like, click on them on YouTube and it'll be like, oh, these are anonymous confessions and I'll be like... I hope that's not about me. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We'll move on to topic three. It's all from, from a completely different country. You're like, Ooh, yeah, exactly. Man. It's like uh, for reference, you know, I, I, I am a, a, a male and I, I'm 62, and this happened back in 1979. Like, Ooh, was that me? Was that about me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll move on to topic three there, but uh, we'll leave it there for topic two. So those are the types of, of obviously, categories of friends that I have found. Um, I think we, maybe we can just discount the toxic friends because they're not really friends when you really think about it. But we'll move on to topic three now, which is toxic friends. Yay! <laughs> um, this section of today's podcast, Lady and I are going to talk about uh, I think we're going to talk more about our own anecdotal red flags that we have seen. Spilling the tea. <laughs> exactly. We've got some tea. Oh, my coffee cup is empty, but if it was full, yeah. it would be full of tea. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. <laughs> so um, I'm going to open up the floor here with the only other person in the chat, which is uh, you, I guess lady hi (laughs) so what so we've talked about toxic friends and we've identified you know some of the traits that toxic friends can have what to you what are some red flags that identify a friend as a potentially toxic person or a toxic friendship girl girl here we go um lying not respecting your time um trying to drag down your accomplishments Mm-hmm. A constant need for attention on them all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not paying attention or showing consideration when you are going through a tragic life event. Um, for example, when my father was in hospital, and you know, naturally people were like, "Hey, that sucks," sort of a thing. Not, not like, not like sarcastic. <laughs> like, "Hey, you know, that's really yeah, awful." Yeah. Um, she did her best to draw the attention back to her for some unknown reason. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, 
cheating with your spouses or trying to get them to oh, cheat. Yeah, yeah, obviously we talked about that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Have you got uh, a story you can <laughs> ambiguously share with us? Whew. Are you fanning yourself? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, why are you saying you're about to murder someone? Because I am. No. I had someone who was my best friend in high school. So not Purple, as she is known. Purple has never done anything like this to me. Purple is awesome. Purple, you are awesome. Purple is purple is amazing. Mm-hmm. She is. So basically, Purple did not like this friend, and I had no idea why. And Purple, I don't think, even knew why either at the time. But what ended up happening was this friend, who was my best friend at the time, was third cousins with my boyfriend at the time. Wow, that's pretty far removed. And Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) and like they were cheating going behind my back all the time, like as in people told me, like people came and said, hey look, they're they're doing shit behind your back. And I'm like, no, she would never do that to me. She's a good friend. So I fought with people to defend her while she was backstabbing me. And then she like she drew in this other girl. I'll call her Trash Goblin. Okay. <laughs> trash Goblin. Like, ooh. Oh, Trash Goblin. <laughs> um, and basically, you know, Trash Goblin was literally the epitome of drama. She just caused drama. She smelled really bad. It's <laughs> a, a different issue. <laughs> Exposed. Um, and um, basically, you know, they would shitster. They would try to rub it in my face long after the fact. And basically, you know, but the funny thing is I had another friend who had become my, you know, I got closer to her given, you know, what I was, she threatened to um, suicide if I didn't become friends with the friend who had cheated. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is abusive in itself. Oh my I'm like, God. why was I such a mess in high school? I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so happy I had my internet friends, present company included. Stop. Uh, during that time because, whew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I do. Re- I remember that. Um, I do remember that time. Like, for you, I remember how difficult it was. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, oh, those girls. Oh, it's really, I know, it's, just... it was hard for me because I live so far away from Lady. So I would, she would tell me stories about things that were happening and I'd be like, oh my God, I just want to go and punch these girls. So awful. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, obviously I can't do anything about it. It's, um, yeah, hard being so far away, but that like, that's that sucked. That was a really hard time. Like high school was really hard for lady. Those those friends yeah. were awful. <laughs> awful, awful trash goblins. All of them. <laughs> Some of them I think were okay. Like I, I think that they were just in that weird stage of growth where they were just like they weren't entirely sure who they were at that point. So they kinda just some of them went along with it. Some of them were just dicks, mm. but yeah, after the whole high school thing ended, you know. I've near enough cut contact with everyone from high school. Yeah, yeah, and I've been a lot happier since. Yeah. So that it is, it is funny. Yeah, <laughs> so I was gonna recognize my voice and then be like, "Hey, hey am I trash goblin? <laughs> Maybe you are." No, no. I um, I your voice changes as you age, anyway. So I um. Not not just your voice, but just you know, obviously your personality always changes because it you know it grows and you know you learn blah 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 all that stuff. Um, I'm angry and bitter now. No, it's um, <laughs> I don't think they would recognize you because a lot of people do have, especially those people too. They do have these like social blinders on, I suppose these social um. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Like you know, when a horse wears a bridle, they have blinders usually on the side of their eyes, so that way they can only see directly in front of them rather than you know what's around them because they can get spooked especially if they're in like a really crowded area so blinders of course you know that you love horses i don't know why i explained that not for your benefit obviously (laughs) because they have these social blinders on um i don't think that they would be able to make the connection between like a disembodied voice and an ambiguous story and 
their past because when you cut these people from your life they have a particular image of you of how you looked and how you sounded and how you acted and your behaviors etc so 15 years later the person that you have become is totally different to the person that you were mm. it would be it would be i don't want to say impossible but it would be very unlikely that those kinds of people unless they were actually targeting you and if they are targeting you then there is some sort of underlying mental condition like i don't want to say narcissistic personality disorder because a lot of those like you know the dark triad of um personality disorders and yeah. um other personality disorders in general uh, they do share a lot of traits with narcissistic personality disorder so it's very hard to sort of be like you, you can't sort of diagnose somebody that's a selfish douchebag but i mean if they're specifically targeting you as in they are following your every move well that's obviously different yeah but yeah well particularly now too like that that would be crazy yeah in terms of toxic friendships as well, um, some people do like to do that and it is easier to do that nowadays because of the miracle of the internet, you know. It's a lot easier to Facebook stalk somebody or just find their social media accounts and spend time going through the information that's publicly there and then using those breadcrumbs to be able to, you know, follow you to different platforms and different websites. So I do have stories about that, but I don't want to share too much because a lot of those stories are very painful, I suppose, for me to share. So there are some things I obviously will do want to keep to myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember those times. Yeah, yeah, I have had that. And you two have also had that where um, a friend will not let go. Um, that's something that we will talk about as well, probably next our next podcast, our next po- podcast, because this is going to be a two-parter. As um, Lady and I were discussing this earlier, and we're like, I think there's too much information for just one, so mm. we're going to split this up into two. Um, our next, ow, <laughs> part two, mm. we will be talking about um, how it, how to say goodbye and dealing with those toxic kind of friends, and you know some some of the things that we can do to help protect ourselves if you have a toxic friend that won't let go like that. So, yeah, that's a whole other topic there. (laughs) Um, Other things that I can think of that toxic friends will do are just things like general advantage. They will just take advantage of whatever situation they can. So um, if they're in a situation where, let's say, they're going out, for dinner or they're, we're going out shopping. So we've organized to go out shopping with a friend and they've conveniently left their wallet at home or their purse at home when it's time to pay for dinner or lunch while we're out shopping, you know, or, you know, so that sort of thing. So, or, uh, or, or a classic one is, oh, I'll pay you back. That, that one, that, oh, that one just grinds my gears. Yep. I've had people do that before. The, Oh, you've had people do that or you've had to do that? No, no, no. I've had people do that to me. Before. Oh, good. I'm like, wait, you've had to do that? Ooh. I don't yeah, know. Like, no. Excuse me. <laughs> Get off my no. podcast. But, <laughs> uh, no, but, um, but yeah, it's like that, just that general, they will try to squeeze out every morsel of time, energy and money finances they can out of that person. So um, one story I can think of uh, that comes to mind is... We had a friend that had just recently moved house. I had just recently had my second child, so she was around eight-ish weeks old at the time. Hmm. I've got a newborn at home, um, and I'm doing, you know, just in that 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 post baby slump for the first fucking three months, which you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I. <laughs> We had this friend and he just moved house and he asked my um, my partner, which is, you know, father of my kids, my, my partner to go help him run one or two errands. 
and he promised, yep, this is going to take like a couple of hours tops. And I'm like, well, good, because, you know, I, I need him back to help me with this damn child. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I you know, I need him back to help me because I have a newborn and I also have a four, a three and a half year old to take care of. So I do need the, you know, the assistance. And I got assured, yep, no, this was only this will be a really short trip, you know. So my partner ended up being gone for the better part of a day. Um, I didn't see him at all, except this one time when they, my friend convinced my partner to come to my house to drop off lunch, which was nice. Like, I'm not, I'm not knocking that. I'm like, that was very nice of them. But I have to point this out that where we live is totally out of the way of his location. So it was like, you know, when you look back in hindsight, this friend knew that he was going to be taking up my partner's time for the entire day. He knew this. And that was why he kept saying, no, it's only going to be a couple of hours. And then, oh, it's going to take a little bit longer because I need this. And, oh, they didn't have the thing I wanted. So now we have to go do this. And, oh, yeah, okay. So, you know, what if we just go back to your house, which is 20 minutes out of the way of anywhere where we need to be and drop lunch off and then get back to it again? You know, um, my partner's just a really nice guy. He'll just be like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. I'll help you out, you know, kind of thing. And then after it all said and done, he'll be like, hey, wait a second. (laughs) Hang on a second. It's like, you know, and then he's like, hey, ah, right a second. But yeah, it, that's what these people are like, is they will try to squeeze out as much time as they can. And it will be lots of minor inconveniences that they will just kind of explain away. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, OK, sure. Why not? You know, and then you'll go about your way and then you get to the end of the, uh, let's say, experience, I suppose, you know, the, the end of your time together for that particular um, point and you'll reflect on that your time together with that person and you'll be like I kind of feel like I was taken advantage of in many many situations that day I kind of feel like they shouldn't have done this when you yeah. know or they shouldn't have convinced me to do something I wasn't comfortable with doing at the time but just, just shit they were so convincing you know I just you know, I thought it was I was just being a good friend you know so Round over. <laughs> I like how you lied, and there was a whole sneaky way of not telling you the full truth, like this weird half-truth, in order to get what they wanted out of you. It is. It is. They're good at that, though, these toxic friends. They're really good at explaining things away, like it's no issue. Um, the term is actually... Uh, the, yeah. Not the official term, but you could say it's a mild form of gaslighting. So it's like you've come to them with a problem. Oh, yeah. And they have just played the problem off like it's no big deal. And you usually feel guilty for feeling bad or feeling stressed out about this particular problem. But then they will twist it and stretch it in such a way that the situation ends up evolving from you coming to them with a problem that you're stressed about to you feeling bad that you came to them with this problem because you should be helping them with their problems. Oh, yes. Yeah. How dare you have problems and needs of your own and you're mm-hmm. not dealing with their drama Yeah. or their bullshit. Yeah. I, I think in childhood... You see it regularly, but that is because children are very egocentric. They only think about themselves. Of course they only think about themselves. They're kids. This is why in childhood, especially as a parent, it's important to understand that, you know, kids are just pretty selfish kids, but also at the same time to recognise that there are behaviours that need to be discussed with them because a lot of the time it does start in childhood, you know. It's like... Yeah. Um, Little Billy pushes little Timmy over and little Billy's mum just goes, oh, that's okay, that's just how he is, you know. Ooh, yeah. That sort of stuff. Like, that's where a lot of these things come from because toxic friends don't know boundaries. Toxic friends don't understand that um, every friendship has a particular line, has a boundary, and it needs to be honoured. That boundary has to be honoured. When that friend says, when the other friend, when your friend says no, that's it. They have said no, and you have to respect that no and work around whatever it is that they said no to, yeah. you know. But a toxic friend doesn't understand that there is a boundary there, and if you say no, they will come back with, oh, come on, but you're my friend. You said you'd do this for yeah. me. Like, what, what? I never said <laughs> that. You know, you said you'd help out if ever you needed, if, if ever I need help. Well, now I need help, and, you know, it's only going to take this, and but, you know, it just it just goes on. It just kind of snowballs I'll be there. your best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, maybe you're not my, maybe 
we're not friends after all because you didn't do this little thing for me that you're clearly not comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to go do that. I also feel like it's important to point out here that if you were ever caught in a situation that you felt uncomfortable where somebody's pushed you and into a position that you don't like, then you should not be friends with that person because that person is not respecting your boundaries. And if they are not respecting your boundaries, then they are probably manipulating their way into pushing those boundaries instead. You know, it's like they are or they aren't. So look, you do have friends that don't know when to stop sometimes as well. Um, We will probably talk, well, actually not probably, we will. We'll talk about that in our next episode, which is um, we're going to, we'll talk about how, to see like how we can feel our way through a friendship to see whether it is actually a decent good friendship and some things just need to be changed and altered or whether the friendship has gone toxic whether it has gone south and it needs to be uh cut out of your life so we'll talk about that next episode um is there any other things that you can think of lady that um we can any sort of red flags that you've come across that you feel has helped you identify a toxic friend in your life I'm generally not not listening, not considering, you know, my mm-hmm. wants and needs or being completely unwilling to compromise mm-hmm. on things. Um, what else? Just all they all you have a feeling that they think of you as a servant rather than as a friend. That's a good one. And yeah, it's like no, don't treat me that way. And some of them will, they'll, they'll know that you want to be polite and you want to be kind. They don't care. They will keep doing it and doing it and doing it. It's very frustrating. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, they're, they're not good friends to have. But at the same time, I suppose in a way, it's good to have these friends because then you can learn about the red flags. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as, especially in your teenage years, you know, if you have, toxic friends and you learn about those social cues and what makes a friend a bad friend I suppose you'll find a way of cutting them out of your life and being more mindfully aware of the people around you and you'll be um unconsciously looking yeah or unconsciously pinging when somebody displays a trait that you have identified before as a potential within a potentially toxic friendship yeah yeah Another thing to note as well is um, uh, I, I talked about this last week with um, parenting and that uh, parenting styles can sometimes be inconsistent. And I feel that that does, it does relate and I'll explain why in just a second. Uh, um, I talked about how a parenting style can sometimes be inconsistent because a parent is are on something, I suppose. So a parent has an addiction problem or a mental illness or a um, something that will alter their behaviour. Okay, so you've got a parent that's an alcoholic, for instance. They, they could be, they can actually be quite nice during the day when they're sober, but then they start drinking and they get violent and they get aggressive, you know. And that is actually the same. Like, it, friends, friendships can work exactly the same way. Um, I have, uh, being that I am, I am so old, <laughs> but being that I am older, I have experienced a lot of friendships along, you know, throughout the years. And I have experienced friends that were actually genuinely nice people when they were sober, but then they would become, they would change under the influence of something. So, um, I'll go with alcohol at this point in time. I've seen a few different things, but I'll just go with alcohol as the benchmark. It's, um, so yeah, a friend that can actually be really nice, just really like really nice, caring friend, but then they start drinking and the switch flips and they become this fucking narcissistic, evil, hot mess of snakes. And those are the friendships that I think are the hardest to cut because they're the friendships that you feel the worst for I suppose because you know that that person is actually going mm. through a lot of bad things yeah and you want to be there for them but when you are there for them they've always got some they're on something you know 
it's 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 past 12 o'clock you know not to you know so I have a friend for instance that I really love this friend is a friend of a friend but um I really absolutely adore this particular guy absolutely love him but he gets on the piss at about 11 o'clock in the morning every single damn day so you know that if he's calling you at six o'clock at night he's just gonna be so maggoted that the things that are coming out of his mouth is something that he wouldn't typically say when he was sober you know and people will often say stuff like oh well you know alcohol just brings out the true personality it's like actually no it doesn't but that's (laughs) uh, yeah I could be here I could be here for a while complaining about alcohol and how much (laughs) I hate it so that's nothing to do with this so I won't touch that but um you can sort of see there that those yeah we'll, we'll talk more about that next week as well which is again that's whole that whole thing of sometimes that friend can't help it yeah sometimes it's circumstantial like it's yeah. not who they actually are yeah exactly and yeah again we'll talk about that next week which is more like trying to find ways of identifying whether that relationship is salvageable because I have seen people that have hit rock bottom and I have gone to cut ties with them. But then I have seen that over the course of, let's say, six to 12 months, uh, you know, possibly longer, obviously, but um, I will see change, you know, and that change has happened and that they have moved on and really tried to improve themselves, which I think everybody comes at, comes, it comes to a point in everyone's lives where they kind of go, I don't want to be this yeah you know and they take steps to change and when I see that there is genuine attempts made at change well that does also change my perspective on that person because I can see that you know they are trying it's sad when you think of how the impacts of even being in a negative situation such as an abusive relationship can also alter someone's personality as well yeah that's a good point yeah they are they are very they're very yeah that's a very good point yeah they're so um it is context context based obviously you said that earlier it is very much dependent on context but sometimes it gets to a point where you just go i tried man but i don't think i can help anymore (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah and knowing when to step away yeah that is very difficult yeah i um uh, I've heard saying withdraw with love, which is what I quite I quite liked that, which is the whole I still care about you and I am here for you in the future if you need me, but I can't be here for you right now because you are actually impacting negative on, negatively on me and I need to look after myself first. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, gee, topic three was heavy. <laughs> I know, it got deep. I held back too. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, don't worry because we've got part two next week. So we'll be able to... to, uh, It's like, lady, have you been drinking? No. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, sorry, a couple of drinks spare. Um, So um, I keep talking about this elusive part two. So next week, ooh, part two, we will be talking about healthy friendships and what do they look like nice we'll be talking about how we can feel our way through a toxic friendship to determine whether it's salvageable or not and if it's not how to say goodbye to that friend we'll talk about how we can withdraw with love how we can cut ties cut contact you know and how we can just protect ourselves especially if you're targeted (laughs) if you have a toxic friend that targets you and i have i do have known people that have done that before as said earlier um we'll also talk a little bit about um finding your tribe i suppose (laughs) this is (laughs) this is a term that lady loves to use so i have written it specifically down which is we'll talk about how to find your tribe we will give you some tips maybe some anecdotal stories (laughs) about um how to find the people that fit you and your lifestyle at that point so how to find people that are good for you and instead of people that are bad is that is really that's a really challenging thing i find i found um back when i was younger and i was surrounded by a lot of bad friendships it was really hard for me to 
find people that I meshed well with. And I actually just lucked out and I happened to <laughs> know someone that I went, oh yeah, I'm thinking back to my high school years, but <laughs> yeah, I happened to know someone that I clicked well with and that's how I ended up leaving a very bad toxic uh, friendship circle and moving into a much, much better one for me. So uh, I'll talk more about that next week though. Ooh. <laughs> so, mm, scandalous, more, <laughs> more tea. <laughs> so I would like to say thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, these episodes do get very heavy, so I, I understand if um, you're feeling a bit mentally fried because I'm feeling super mentally fried now. Links to the description, uh, links to any references that I have talked about along in this episode will obviously be in the description as usual all my social media contacts will also be down there however if you're having trouble finding them i'm on twitter at eden waffles i'm also i also have a youtube account eden v and also my website edenv.com and of course because i can i'm gonna plug my recipe website zombieseatgrains.com lady is also on Twitter and she serves up nudes. Oh wait, not nudes. Wrong one. That's your OnlyFans account. My yeah. bad. Oh, um, I actually do have an OnlyFans account, by the way. Oh really? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So, lady is on uh, Twitter. She serves lewds and nuggies galore. So do follow her <laughs> at Lady Spookaria. And she also has her YouTube channel by the same name, Lady Spookaria, and her website, LadySpookaria.com. On behalf of me and lady i hope <laughs> i'd like to i'd like to thank you for sitting with us and listening to us have a rant and a rave today i hope we've given you some ideas to think about too and yeah join us next week where we will talk more about toxic friends and healthy friends bye 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 <laughs>